Hey, all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hey, everybody. Hope you had a good week. It is getting a little cooler here in my hometown. It's getting to the 90s now. Usually it's the 100s, so it's getting a little better. It's getting a little colder in the mornings and at night, so pretty happy about that. Uh, This is Labor Day weekend, and I am celebrating, and I'm also doing a Labor Day episode here, but I'm celebrating with, uh, I found a can of Sex on the Beach. That's my favorite drink of all time, Sex on the Beach. Love it. They have cans of it now, so I poured myself a tall glass of sex on the beach and I also grilled myself a hamburger just like the Bundys are about to do in this episode Uh, so I am in the Labor Day spirit here so let's go ahead and get started now this episode uh, I'm work I'm doing is married to children hot off the grill season four episode one this was one of the really really good seasons of married children Uh, the episode aired on September 3rd 1989 and Let's just see what the songs were in, in, on September, in September of 1989. These are some good ones. I was checking this list out. I was like, wow. Okay, so number one, we have Hanging Tough by New Kids on the Block. Number two, Cold Hearted, Paula Abdul. Number three, Don't Want to Lose You, Gloria Estefan. Uh, number four, Heaven by Warrant. Great song. Number five, Right Here Waiting, Richard Marks. Love him. Uh, number six is Shower Me With Your Love, Surface. Uh, number seven, <laughs> Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You, Millie Vanilli. Remember that? Remember them? The ones who lip synced? Number eight, Angel Eyes. I remember that song. The Jeff Healy Band. Number nine, If I Could Turn Back Time. Oh, God. Cher. Not a fan of Cher. Number ten, 18 in Life, Skid Row. Man, that's some good music right there. Like, for reals. Okay, so normally I look up the movies also from that day of the episode I'm working on. There wasn't a lot of movies that were, like, known, well-known. But I decided to look up the summer blockbusters from 1989. And one of my favorite movies of all time is on this list, Parenthood. It came out in August of 1989, starring Steve Martin. Great freaking movie. Love it. And now that I'm a parent, oh man, do I relate to this movie. Um, If you haven't seen it, I highly, highly recommend this movie. Get the tissues. It's a sad one, okay? I mean, nobody, like, dies that I can remember, but, guys, it is a good movie. Um, Some of the other movies from this summer, Honey, I I Shrunk the Kids. That's a good one. Turner and Hooch. eh. The Burbs. That's a weird movie. That's a very weird movie. Uh, Major League, Three Fugitives. I saw that at the drive-in. I remember that. Batman, the original Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson as a Joker. Doesn't get any better than that, guys. Uh, Uncle Buck. I was never a fan of Uncle Buck. Uh, so that's those movies. Um, yeah, that was that was the number one movie in August of 1989 was Parenthood. And for good reason. It's really good. Okay, let's go ahead and start with the episode. So Kelly, Bud, and Peg are sitting on the couch, just kind of twiddling their thumbs, while somebody on the radio says, you'd have to be a major loser to be at home on Labor Day weekend. And my first thought is, uh, 
it's safer to be at home on Labor Day weekend, that's for sure. The traffic is always really bad. I'm I'm bad with traffic. I do not like traffic. So I tend to not go out on holidays. I don't go out of town on the holidays unless it's maybe 4th of July or um, Christmas. But like on Labor Day, Memorial Day, those one days, those one Mondays that, you know, were holidays, I, I don't. I don't really like to do that. What I normally do on my Labor Day week or uh, Memorial Day is a pool party. You know, I don't have a pool, but my family has pools and um, we have a little inflatable pool and we always barbecue. That's just what we do. And that's exactly what Al wants to do. He comes home. He says, I want to have a barbecue. Uh, they're like, no, not, a, not another family barbecue. And my other thought of this is he, they have, they're going to have food. I mean, this is like right before they started getting like very, very desolate and they weren't like eating. They were always complaining about how they were hungry all the time and all this like and then in season four, which is starting to kind of ramp up a little bit, like where it gets a little more. Um, what do you want to call it? Um, I don't know. They're they're more hard up now, you know, than they were in, the, in season two and three and one. So um, my thought is, well, hey. They're going to actually get fed. So why are they bitching about it? Now, tomorrow, your job is to go shopping. Why can't we shop today? Traffic too light? <laughs> because if you were paying attention all these years, you'd know that Al Bundy doesn't barbecue with day-old fixings. Now, it's your job tomorrow to get me fresh meat, fresh cheese, and fresh charcoal. And watch those chips. I don't want you getting anything that says natural ingredients. <laughs> now, kids... Since we're all going to spend the whole day together tomorrow, today, get out. <laughs> I love that. Since we're going to be spending all day tomorrow together, get out. Love it. So funny. So true. Uh, <laughs> now, Al doesn't like to barbecue with day-old fixins. his words there. Um, what's wrong with day-old fixins? I mean, if you get... You, they're obviously making hamburgers, but like if you get tri-tip, don't you want to marinate it? Like, don't you need a day to marinate it or marinate it overnight or something? It all depends on what you're cooking, I guess. But yeah, that's not a rule in our house. I mean, if we don't have enough room in our fridge or, so, or our freezer or something, we'll get stuff that the same day. But shopping on Labor Day, grocery shopping on Labor Day or Memorial Day is like crazy. I just went to Target this morning and it's not even, it isn't even Labor Day yet and it was already crazy in there. Um, it's crazy everywhere this weekend. So, uh, it's kind of funny that that's, that he has all these rules for barbecuing. You know, my husband is an avid barbecuer. We, we have a Traeger and he is obsessed with the Traeger. We just actually just made pizzas on it last night. Really good. Um, he can make like, he does a whole bunch of different things. He's done brisket. He made, uh, he smokes everything. He smokes eggs on there. He, he is like a master Traeger person. So he's picky about his barbecue and stuff. Uh, but back in those days, there's no Traeger. I mean, you had a charcoal grill or a gas grill. And, uh, I grew up with, I grew up with, uh, m mostly a charcoal grill. Um, and I hated charcoal grills. I hated the taste whenever my, my dad made anything on the charcoal grill. It just was so gross. Ugh. But anyways, um, that's kind of like, I guess what they, 
that's kind of like what we do. That's what we do on Labor Day. We do barbecues, you know. That's why hot dogs are always on sale and buns and watermelon and corn on the cob and all that stuff. It's always on sale on Labor Day and Memorial Day. Um, what I usually do, and this is usually every year, I have a, a pasta salad that I make every year. And I don't bust it out until Memorial Day. I mean, it's like the best. Everybody always asks for it. It's like my famous pasta salad. And it it never is unveiled until Memorial Day. So that's our rules we have. And on, on Memorial Day, Labor Day, we, uh, we usually do brisket. It's a little expensive right now, so we're not going to be doing that this year. But we usually do brisket or we do pulled pork or something like that. We do something kind of special. This might be my favorite line of all time in the show right here. Which brings us to a little promise you made just last spring. Sex again. <laughs> Peg, we've been married for 17 years now. Can't we just be friends? No. I don't like you. I just want to have sex with you. <laughs> I just love that line. Every time I hear it, I laugh. So funny. Can't we just be friends? Uh, there's a lot of good lines in, in this show. That That's definitely one of the ones that I, I always think about. Now, yeah, this is where they start arguing about sex. And, yeah, let's have sex. And this is like, uh, I think maybe they did it a, a couple times in season three. Uh, yeah, they did, because there was an episode uh, where out, it was all about that. I think it was called Here's Looking at You, Kid, where they had like a peeper, like a neighborhood peeper, Peeping Tom. That was a good one, too. So right before that, he said that, though, um, he said, Peg, you are you have the most important job. You get to bring in all the lawn furniture and clean it and clean, clean off all the birdie duty. And, and uh, yeah, that just sounds like a blast, right? Now, I'm lucky. Because when we have barbecues, my husband does all that. He does all the outside stuff. I don't have to do that. I just have to get the sides ready, the sides made. I usually have to do the grocery shopping because I'm I'm home. I'm a stay-at-home mom, so that's my job. I got to do the grocery shopping. But, um, you know, that's my that's my thing. Keep the house, get the house clean. You know, uh, he does the, the barbecuing and I have to do the sides and keep the house clean and watch the kid. Our kid likes to run towards the Traeger. He doesn't understand danger sometimes. So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of not, I, I'm not like Peg. I'm, I'm kind of lucky. I don't, I don't have to do that. But then the roads come over, Darcy and Darcy. What's her name? Not Darcy. Darcy is her, her name when she marries Jefferson. Um, Marcy and, Jer and, uh, Steve, Steve, there, remember there's two neighbors, Steve was the first one, and he left in season, f uh, four, he left in season four, this season that we're doing, um, and she's like, I'm so upset, my dear Aunt Toonie died, and I have to have, I had to, uh, go, you know, collect the ashes, and, and Steve's like, Satan, she says, my sainted Aunt Toonie. And Steve says, say it in my foot. She had to pay for sailors. Ooh. But he, like, really, he, he he walks in behind her, like, just with that that line, just like, bam, you know, like a slap in the face. It was pretty funny. So um, they get invited to the barbecue. <laughs> Al has a great idea. 
us Bundys are having a barbecue tomorrow, and I'm inviting you two to share some of our famous Bundy burgers. Well, I suppose Aunt Tony would like a day out in the fresh air. She got enough of that when we rode her around the lake yesterday. <laughs> Thank you, Al. We'll be glad to come. What can we bring? Oh, just the, the plates and some food and some beers and leave the rest to us. <laughs> oh, this is going to be just great. You know, there's nothing like spending Labor Day with the family and good food and good friends. Oh, God, what a charade. <laughs> oh, God. I love that half-assed way Al invited them to, to the barbecue. Great. What should we bring? Oh, just the food and the beer. We'll take care of the rest. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, yeah, well, burger meat's not that expensive. I mean, it is right now. Oh, everything's expensive, you guys. Ugh. Have you been to the grocery store lately and seen the price of meat? It is insane. I won't go into politics, but I'm not very happy about the grocery store prices right now. So, uh... You know, Al, <laughs> Al's like, yeah, it's just so nice to be around friends and good food and good people. And then he just, he, <laughs> well, what a charade. Hilarious, 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 hilarious. Uh, it's, it's very rare that you see Al smile. You know what I mean? He's always kind of like, he's always just kind of like mopey and sullen about everything. So it's kind of funny to see that. The next scene, uh. Al is rocking out to Creedence Clearwater Revival. Uh, still the rain can... I think it's Have You Ever Seen the Rain? So Al's like totally in his happy place here. He's chilling on the lounge chair. He's in his, he's wearing his, his shorts and his, uh, he's wearing like his, uh, his pool outfit, even though they don't have a pool. He's just wearing like his pool clothes and, uh, drinking a beer out of a can and just kind of rocking his, you know, rocking out to the song. He's, um, waving it. He's, uh, moving his feet to the, to the beats. It's, it's really funny. And, um. Creedence Clearwater Revival, they play, they play, uh, I want to say they've played them more than once in this show. I, I could be wrong on that. Let me look at that. Hold on one second, guys. Okay, well, um, I found something interesting out. So, Who Will Stop the Rain, that's the song we just heard, by Creedence Clearwater Revival is played on the radio while Al Lounge is in the backyard. He then sings it out loud after, again after Peg is laying on the outdoor table asking for water. Though the version heard in the episode is sung by Robert Jason, uh, Who Will Stop the Rain would be used as an episode title later in the season. I think that's what I'm thinking about. You know, and then, and then, well, we'll get to it, but then another very famous song comes on that is, it is played throughout the series of Married with Children. But we'll get there. We will get there. You can hear Peg, like, grumbling, Ow, this is heavy. Can you give me a hand? And I'll just... <laughs> Gets up from his chair, adjusts the chair, and sits back down. Hilarious. Peggy's carrying out the the uh, 
the patio table and Al is kind of getting turned on because she's actually working and doing like wife things, you know? And I, I gotta say it's right out. I gotta say it's like, yeah, Al should get a day to relax. Don't you think? I mean, he's, it's his day off. He should get the day to relax. I, I, but you know, and my husband, I tell him that, Hey, it's your day to relax, you know? Sleep in. Do something. I have the baby. You sleep in. You go do whatever you want to do. Nope. And he doesn't. He doesn't ever relax, ever. Doesn't matter what day it is. He just is always either out fishing or doing this or doing that. He's always out and about. He's always up early. And I'm like, how do you do it? I would just, I would take that opportunity every time to sleep in. I mean, I remember working and working sucked. <laughs> it sucked having to work five days a week. So yeah, I can, I can sympathize with that. So <laughs> Al wants to do the deed and Peggy's like, hell no, I'm dirty. I don't want to do this. But, but she, she gives in and then we get this scene. I hate you, Al. I really, really hate you. You know, a gentleman would have said, thanks for the good time, babe. Let me clean that bird duty while you rest. <laughs> but not you. You are a pig, Al. And my arms are killing me. Scrub harder. Oh, it still won't come off. Somebody help me. Just sit there, do something. <laughs> in this this series I mean you know usually she's like trying to beg him to you know to have sex with her but this time it's it's opposite and I guess it's I it's it's like he's getting turned on because she's actually working and she's cleaning and she's doing what he's always wanted her to do so he's just like yeah I like this this is working for me so so in that clip he uh he goes right behind her and and uh just with this like like creepy smile He's like, two, puts the, the fig, two fingers up. It was so funny. And then he drags her away from the table and she's like grab, grabbing it as he's dragging her. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's like when Peggy asks for it, she gets it, I guess. <laughs> so after the commercial break, Peg's lying on the, <laughs> she's lying on the patio table, begging for water. Al comes out and he's tucking his shirt into his shorts and uh, just happy as a clam. And Peg is like tired and <sighs> yeah, she's, uh, he's wearing her out. <laughs> All right. Well, Al says, uh, be careful with those ashes. I want those ashes from last year. Basically like keep the ashes from last year in the barbecue we put the new ashes with the old ashes, and that also make a, makes a Bundy burger. Peg uh, accidentally drops the grill. The grill knocks over, and all the ashes fall out. Can we see where this is going? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so anyways, Peggy says, where am I going to get ashes? And then she, she goes and gets her cigarettes and like lights like five cigarettes at the same time. Hilarious. Sorry, she lights three cigarettes, not five. 
She's turning into grandma before our very eyes. Kids, kids, mommy needs a little help. You see, I accidentally knocked over daddy's barbecue and lost his ashes. <gasps> well, I guess you're out of here then, huh, mom? Bud, you're the woman of the house now. No, I, I don't think it's going to get to that. You see, daddy doesn't know yet. And we have one thing going in our favor. Every other family on the block is having a good time away from home, except us. That means it's open season on their houses. So, I want you to check barbecues, fireplaces, and ovens for ashes. Oh, whoever goes to the McGinty's, bring me a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Hurry up. I mean, it's a pretty good idea. But she's telling her kids to, like, basically rob houses. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get in these houses. I, I always wonder that. I mean, what? They have, like, they go go through the back window or something? I, mean, I don't know. They know that they have Dr. Peppers at the house? That's pretty funny. All right, so where are they going to get ashes? Hmm. All right, well, they have... Kelly and Bud have ashes. They put pour the ashes in the barbecue. <laughs> Peggy comes down from downstairs, and apparently Al got her one more time. <laughs> She's exhausted. She says she really, really hates Labor Day. Then the roads come over and uh, they have an argument about Aunt Toonie again. And funny one about how uh, you never, Aunt Toonie never liked you. She never liked anybody that didn't rub their face along her, against her pot belly. Oh my God. Pretty funny. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> this random, random line. Kelly says, Mom, I'm hungry. And your underwear are under the table. I don't know why that makes me laugh every time. It's just so funny. Can you imagine that? At a family barbecue and you see somebody's underwear under the table? That's so funny. So they're like, where's Dad? And then Dad, uh, at Dad, Al is getting ready. He's getting his barbecue mitt on, his chef's hat on, his knives, his everything with the Bad of the Bone song, which is a song that you will hear like in every season. Like maybe up all the way up to like season eight. I can't remember exactly. But it is definitely used a lot in this show. By George Thorogood, by the way. Bad to the Bone by George Thorogood. Oh, and I forgot to mention his apron says, Kiss the cook, kill the wife. <laughs> so Al goes into this long speech about cavemen and cave women and where Labor Day comes from. Where do you think Labor Day originated? What, what do you think? How do you think it originated? Let's look into that, huh? Okay, so this is Wikipedia. Beginning in the late 19th century, as the trade union and labor movements grew, different groups of trade unionists cho chose a variety of days on which to celebrate labor. In the United States, a September holiday called Labor Day was first proposed in the early 1880s. Uh, according to one early history of Labor Day... The event originated in connection with the General Assembly of the Knights of Labor, convened in New York City in September 1882. Wow. That's a long time ago. In connection with this clandestine Knights Assembly, a public parade of various labor organizations was held on September 5th under the auspices of the Central Labor Union, CLU of New York. Uh, Secretary of the CLU, Matthew McGuire, is credited for first proposing that a National Labor Day holiday subsequently be held on the first Monday of each September in the aftermath of the successful public demonstration. That's cool. 
So that, I didn't know that. I did not know that. And it is also, Labor Day is called the unofficial end of summer because it marks the end of the cultural summer summer season. Many take their two-week vacations during the two weeks ending Labor Day weekend. Okay, now I have something to say about this. When I went to school, I didn't go to school, I didn't go back to school until after Labor Day. In the town I live in and most other places in California, you go to school earlier now. You go to school like the third week in August. So it's definitely changed since then. I would always go back to school the Tuesday after Labor Day. Always. Um, let's see here. In the United States, many school districts resume classes around the Labor Day holiday weekend. That's different states, though. California's different. At least, or maybe cities are different. I grew up in Santa Barbara. And uh, I'm in Bakersfield now. It's different. Different school districts. So... I always thought that was weird that um, all the kids in Bakersfield went back to school before Labor Day. But anyways, just wanted to point that out. All right, so that's pretty much where Labor Day comes from. In U.S. sports, okay, so I, I have a little more here. In U.S. sports, Labor Day weekend marks the beginning of many fall sports. National Collegiate Athletic Association, NCAA, Teams usually play their first games that weekend, and the National Football League traditionally play their kickoff game the Thursday following Labor Day. That's right. My husband's team, the Bucks, is playing on Thursday. They also have NASCAR, tennis. Uh, I don't see anything about golf. Golf is always on Father's Day. Okay. So that is Labor Day. Interesting, huh? Never knew some of that. In 1492, Columbus brought Labor Day to America. And the women still did nothing. <laughs> and that's what Labor Day means to me. May we eat now? Not quite yet. What other torture can he possibly inflict on us? Or the land <laughs> And the burgers take the field. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to say, I kind of like this tradition. You know, saying the Pledge of, or uh, not the Pledge of Allegiance, but singing um, the National Anthem before eating. Especially on Labor Day, on an American holiday. I think that's a great idea. Of course, I'm very patriotic like that, though. Um, it's, it's just kind of funny how uh, he has all these... <laughs> he has all these, uh, like, rules for Labor Day. Cracks me up. And another interesting thing about this is Peggy portrays to have a very bad voice, but she actually was a backup singer in the 70s for a lot of different bands. Uh, I know she was a backup singer for Bob Dylan. And let me see what the other bands were. Okay. It says, Katie Seagal started her career in show business as a singer and songwriter. In 1973, she worked as backing vocalist for various singers, including Bob Dylan, Etta James, and Tanya Tucker. That's cool. In 1976, while a member of the group with no name, she contributed to the album Moon Over Brooklyn. She was a member of Bette Midler's backup group The Harlots in 1978, 
and again from 1982 to 1983. She performed backing vocals on the self-titled Gene Simmons solo album, the Molly Hatchet album, Take No Prisoners, and on Olivia Newton-John's 1985 single, Soul Kiss. That's pretty crazy, man. So, yeah, she obviously has a very good voice. (laughs) So, um... Kind of like Lucy. Lucy didn't have Lu- Lucy didn't have a terrible voice either. Lucy always portrayed to have a really bad voice on the show, but on uh, in real life she actually was a was a, a she she sang in a whole bunch of movies. <laughs> so Steve goes over to Al and says, "Hey, would you mind cooking this salmon? Marcy and I don't eat red meat." He's like, "Sure, no problem," and he throws it over the fence. Hilarious hilarious he's like no fish on my grill i agree with you i don't like i don't like fish at all i will not eat fish the only fish i eat is shrimp and that's not even really fish and fish and chips occasionally that's it that's it so i agree al (laughs) so al sees peggy trying to open a ketchup bottle and apparently that's like work and he's turned on by that so he drags her away to have sex one more time in front of everybody, by the way. Embarrassing. Very embarrassing. Hey, how's your burger? You know, I hate to admit it, but this is the best burger I've ever had. What's your secret? Well, I sneak over to the nudie place a couple of times a month in order to make it through life. I meant about your burgers. Oh, oh. No, the secret's in the ashes, Steve. See, I never clean my grill. Ashes from the past for burgers of the future. Marcy, you're not eating. How can I eat with you talking about ashes? It only makes me think of my poor Aunt Toonie. Up on the mantle over our fireplace in her little urn. Above your fireplace? The ashes of my dead aunt. <laughs> but can I talk to you for a second? visual than anything <laughs> but once marcy says that above my or mantle kelly's eyes go all wide she stops eating oh god it's so funny and then she whispers to bud what's going on he's he spits out his hamburger then they whisper it to peg she chokes on her hamburger oh my god it's hilarious and the whole time peg and steve and marcy they're they don't know anything They have no idea what's going on. They're just enjoying their burgers. And Peggy is completely, like, running after trying to, like, attack Kelly. It's hilarious. All this stuff's going on in the background. And, uh, pretty gross. Yeah, pretty gross. Uh, it gets even grosser. So, (laughs) so Bud whispers to Steve. And Steve's like, huh? He doesn't even look surprised, but you know what he does? 
He smiles and takes a huge bite. Oh my god. Hilarious! So funny. So wrong. I mean, this episode wouldn't fly these days. It just wouldn't. Marcy, come on, you're not eating any. Take a bite, you'll like it. Uh, Marcy. Shut up, ghoul. Alrighty. Mmm, <laughs> these are quite good. Mmm, you know, I'm sorry to be such a party poop. It's just that I love my aunt very much. Mmm, these are delicious. Yeah, but Aunt Tootie meant so much to me. I know she did, Mars, but sometimes we just got to put the dead behind us. Mm. Yeah, Aunt Tootie loved a good barbecue. I only wish she could be with us right now. If it's any comfort to you, Mars, I'm sure she's with us in spirit. Mm. 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 Boom. Mm. But if she was here, I'm sure she'd be saying just what we're saying now. These are the best burgers this side of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's pretty bad, right? That's pretty bad. Um. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, Al finds a piece of bone. When do you ever find bone in a hamburger? I don't think that's ever, ever happened. I could be wrong, though. But it's never happened to me. So, uh, that's a red flag right there. Ugh. So, I don't know what happens at the end of this. It ends right there. And Steve and Bud are taking the ashes out of the barbecue. Peggy is <laughs> strangling Kelly. And Al is just sitting there. They're both enjoying their hamburgers. Him and Marcy. And, uh, I'm just wondering what the hell happened when Marcy got home and realized that the urn was empty. Oh, wow. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Now, there's another Labor Day episode that I might do if I'm still podcasting. I'll do it next next Labor Day. But um, it's a good one, too. It's a season five opener. It's called... I think it's called We'll Follow the Sun. Uh, and they basically are just in a traffic jam the whole episode. It's funny, though. I mean, it's possible it could really happen. <laughs> if, especially if you're in that Labor Day traffic. So that's all for that one. Um, this season is just gold, you guys. I don't know if you've seen se- the whole season four. There's maybe some hit or miss episodes in it, but for the most part, it is solid. There are some great episodes in season four. Um, the one where Al goes to the dentist. Hilarious. Oh my gosh, I can't even think. Oh, they go to Las Vegas because Steve leaves Marcy. He leaves her to become a forest ranger at Yosemite. And uh, she and Peggy go and, uh, you know, go on a little vacation together to Vegas. And Al has to wrestle, um, what are they called? The glow, is it the Glow Girls? I can't remember what their name. It's the Glow Girls. Yeah. The big fat girls. The wrestlers. Uh, it's just really funny. There's a lot of good ones. There's, um, oh, the one where Al hides his money that he wants to buy a new car. He hides, he's been hiding his money this whole time in the yard. Peggy finds his money, digs it up and uses it all. And poor Al has no working car and he has to keep, 
<laughs> it's just funny. You, just got, you guys just got to see it. I love the show. Alrighty, so that is all for this week. Um, I want to remind you guys, um, not only is football starting this week, next week I mean, but also the show Impeachment. I've been talking about it. Uh, I have nothing to do with the show. I just am a, I think it's going to be a really good one. I'm a Ryan Murphy fan, as you all know. And uh, I really think it's going to be good. I think it starts, you know, I really should know this. I can't remember if it's, I think it's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday, a Patriot Crime Story. Uh, um, starts on the 7th. The 7th is, is that Tuesday? That should be Tuesday. Let's see. Yeah, that's Tuesday. I, I have it on my calendar. How funny. Oh, that's also Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Um, have a good Labor Day weekend, you guys. Um, next week, I'm going to be working on um, 90210 Wildfire. That's the episode with where we first meet Emily Valentine. First day of junior year. Should have been their senior year. Remember, they skipped. Or they didn't skip. They repeated junior year uh, once. <laughs> Just to keep everybody on the show in, in high school. So I'll be doing that one. And... Um, the rest of the schedule is on my Facebook page. You can follow me at When TV Was Great Podcast. And make sure you go and leave me a review on iTunes. And have a very safe Labor Day weekend. Uh, don't get too sunburned. Don't get too drunk. Don't drive. And please be out. Be careful if you're out there driving in traffic. All right, guys. Until next week. Thanks. <laughs>